the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway of the final broadcast, final live broadcast of the 2021 calendar year. It is the 30th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2021. Tomorrow we all have a best of show for you on New Year's Eve, as we always do. And I know that's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe some Dr. Everett Piper will be in that content. I don't know. Our producers put the best of shows together. They take some of the best interviews and conversations we've had throughout the year and uh, and uh, bring those back to you for another listen and maybe for the first time if you happen to miss those. But uh, tomorrow we'll have a best of show. So today, our last hour now of the 2021 calendar year, and joining us is Dr. Everett Piper, as he does each and every Thursday <clears throat> and has for the balance of this year. Dr. Piper, so good to have you back. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, happy New Year to you. I'll, I'll be the first one, maybe. I don't know, to, to wish you and your listeners that. Well, I appreciate that and the same to you. And uh, as we look to the new year, Dr. Everett Piper, um, we cannot help but look back at the year that was. So as I mentioned to you just a few minutes ago, kind of pulled a little bit of an audible here at the line of scrimmage. Dr. Piper and I talk every, usually every Wednesday evening, and we talk about the things that we want to cover uh, with one another on Thursday morning. And we did that, and we had three stories that we were going to discuss. And then I just kind of had a, a moment uh, here at the line of scrimmage, and I said, Dr. Piper, let's talk specifically about the entirety of 2021. Let's do a retrospective. Let's talk about the themes of 2021 that you have written about for your Washington Times column uh, uh, throughout the year uh, that you've talked about on the Rebellion podcast that you do, uh, even some of the things that went into the making of your second book. Uh, uh, life is uh, life is uh, not safe, but it's good. Um, you know, all of these things kind of come together in, in, in at the end of the year when we look back at it. And, and and the first thing you said to me, Dr. Piper, was COVID and cowardice, the theme of 2021, or at least one of the central themes of 2021, COVID and cowardice. Go ahead and tell us about that. 
Well, as you know, when you uh, sent me that message, I uh, I just responded and said, well, let's talk about the things that come to my mind first. And the first thing, how can any of us ignore that one of the major themes of the last couple of years has been COVID? But I believe that COVID has exposed a character flaw in our culture, and that is the cowardice of our culture. We have become a nation of cowards. We were faced with a choice. Do you want freedom, or would you rather be too easily satisfied, to quote C.S. Lewis, with safety? And the reason I say that is Lewis uses this analogy in his writing when he says that as human beings, we can have a vacation at the beach, but so many of us are too easily satisfied with making mud pies in the back alley. In, in other words, we mistake the brass of life for the gold. That's another one of his quotes. He says, brass is more easily mistaken for gold than is clay. So here we are. We, we don't want to get dirty. We don't want to get a disease. We don't want to be sick. And so we mistake the brass of life for gold. We accept safety over freedom. We gladly give away those liberties that are promised to us in our Constitution, and I would argue promised to us in the Bible, promised to us in natural law, promised to us in what C.S. Lewis calls the Tao, those self-evident truths that our founding fathers defined for us, those truths that are grounded in the self-awareness of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, which is the pursuit of purpose, the freedom, the liberty to pursue the ultimate purpose of life. And we've given that all away, and we've hunkered down, and we have agreed to be cowards hunkering in the corner because some grand and glorious Lord of Scientism named Anthony Fauci tells us to do so. Now, fortunately, let me put a spin that's positive at the end of this. Okay. We are seeing a rise now of people saying, no, no, we will not do this any longer. You lied to us. We're starting to recognize the lie. But I'm very disturbed, as I believe you are and many of the listeners, that we bowed the knee so easily to the God of covid and his high priest, Anthony Fauci, and we gave away, we sacrificed, we sacrificed our liberties, our very lives, our very families, our very relationships, our very freedoms of religion, our freedoms of enterprise. We sacrificed it all because we were afraid. We were afraid of getting sick. Well, I've got news for everybody. Uh, Life has has a few stumbles along the way. I didn't, I didn't know that diseases were just in, invented the last 24 months. I thought they existed before. So that's my little rant or riff on one of the top stories, I think, of the past year. COVID and cowardice. The, the real question for me as it pertains to that, just as a follow-up before we get into some other themes from 2021, is can you blame the cowards for their cowardice when they are being... Um, conditioned by some very powerful people to to live in that fear, to 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 be cowards. Um, 
you know, if, if you tell your children, and I hate to, I hate to make fully grown adults who ought to be able to see through things and be a little bit smarter and be a little bit more aware than children. But if if an adult continues to tell their children bedtime stories about all of the horrible things that are going to happen to them, and the children then live in fear, it's not really the children's fault. There are some undereducated, and I don't mean that in terms of advanced degrees. I mean people who are just not as aware who believe Lord Fauci, as you call him, the the doctor or the Lord of Scientism, um, that believe uh, you know the 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 twenty four seven news cycle preaching that gloom and doom. So cowardice is being practiced at the higher levels and pushed upon the masses. I think. Um, and it's almost not their fault. It's almost not. I talk every day. I try to break this down in as elementary of terms as I can about all of the latest news that I have that disproves the fear-mongering and the propaganda uh, that is pushed on the people so that I can help them not be afraid. That's that's kind of what I see as my, my goal here, or my job here. Um, <clears throat> but 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 it's hard i mean that that's that's a big machine that is working to make the people live in fear i agree that it's difficult i mean you and i have wrestled with what to believe on various different stories throughout the course of the last year i'm mm-hmm. sure you have we've never talked about it but i'm sure you read something and you think where do i go with this one what's really true mm-hmm. but that's when adult thinking comes into play you read you educate yourself. You don't accept the claim at face value. That's what real science is. Real science is the ability to be critical, to be a critical thinker, to critique the information that's being given to you and to decide whether it's true or false. Does it com- comport with reality or does it seem to run askew of the facts that you see before your very eyes? I mean, this is a biblical theme where the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, tells us time and time again that you seek the truth and you speak the truth and you grow up. You stop accepting just the milk of life and you actually digest the meat. And that takes work, that takes effort, that means you get your hands dirty, and that means you engage your mind. And you don't accept the pablum that's being peddled to you by the powerful that you see on your iPhone. Pick up a book, read a little bit, question authority, and then recognize that some people are lying and some people are telling the truth. This is the way adults function. They don't just wear a mask because somebody tells you to wear a mask. When you know, you know if you do a little bit of reading that that mask is nothing but a virtue signal and a sign of, of submission. It is not protecting you from much of anything. Dr. Everett Piper is our guest, as he is each and every Thursday, and I do. I think that's spot on. And, you know, getting your hands dirty, as you say, is not easy for a lot of people. They don't know where to dig. They don't know what to look at and where to look at it. So you're right. Pick up a book, turn on the radio, turn on a podcast, and and, and get different points of view than the same points you get constantly from the beating of the 24-7 legacy media drum. One of those books is Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good by Dr. Everett Piper. It's a second terrific endeavor. It was in 2021. We'll talk more about uh, the retrospective, the other themes of the year 2021 in the eyes of Dr. Everett Piper as we continue right after this. Ten twenty now. 
on this Thursday, the 30th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2021, our last segment of the calendar year with Dr. Everett Piper. It's been a great year of conversation and analysis and observation uh, with Dr. Piper each and every week. I asked him at the very last second before we began this interview to... Uh, shift gears here and look back at the year that was 2021 and and uh what are some of the top themes that we have noticed this year and dr piper your response to me off the air was the second one was the year of the trans and i'll let you explain what you mean well let me just say it this way um and i want everybody to stay with me on this one okay don't turn off the don't turn off the radio we are all trans now now, what do I mean by that? Um, I mean, the, the, the stories are pervasive throughout the year. You have the swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania that we've talked about in mm-hmm. most recent weeks, and now you've got this uh, man who claims to be a woman that's being lauded as a Jeopardy champion, the first quote-unquote female. No, this, no, no, you're not a female, you're a male. So these trans stories are pervasive. But I don't think it's just limited to these uh, unusual stories of men who claim to be women. I think it's a cultural paradigm that we've shifted to a nation of men acting like women. So in that context, I say we're all trans now. And what do I mean by that? We have diminished manhood. We've medicated our boys out of their toxic masculinity. We've treated manhood as if it's a disease. We've elevated safetyism. I read this word. This was a word coined recently by another author. Author. We've elevated safetyism over risk. And the result is a generation of porn-addicted gamers who are inactive, overweight, henpecked, and hiding in their basements. We've got a nation of men without chests as C.S. Lewis defined us in The Abolition of Man. We cherish comfort over courage. We're virtue signalers rather than virtuous people. We, we seem to be more proud of our shame than of our chivalry, and we laugh at honor. I'm back to Lewis again here. We laugh at honor, and we find traitors in our midst. We've gelded the stallion, and we bid him be fruitful. We have, we have castrated our culture by telling men that they are of no value unless they apologize for all of their privilege, all of their masculinity, because it's a disease, it's bad, and unless you genuflect before the postmodern god of neo-feminism, and I say neo-feminism because it's not true feminism, because the neo-feminism of our day even denies the feminine and denies the female. It's misogyny, really. It's not true feminism. But unless you bow before that God of neo-feminism and genuflect, you will not be accepted. And as a result, you see survey after survey after survey that shows that young men in particular aren't even getting jobs and they're not moving out of mom and dad's home. What are they doing? I'll repeat myself and then I'll shut up. They're living in the basement. They're addicted to porn. They're spending time on their computers, and they're gaming their way through life rather than engaging life as adults, as courageous men who are going to get their hands dirty, do some work. They know how to sit behind a computer or a flat screen 
and they would never even think of sitting on a tractor or sitting on a horse. They cannot function as true men. And in the meanwhile, Bob, China is building up an army of supermen. Yeah, well, I won't go there because I've long said I really, really, really pray for our diplomacy, our State Department, because if it came down to trying to solve issues with other countries, including and especially China militarily, we are sunk. Because you're right, they're training fighters, we're training people to 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 understand pronouns. It's um, it, it's a shame. Um, Everything you just said, of course, flies in the face of wokeness, um, because the woke in this country, of which there are millions, um, love everything that you just said. They love the idea of living in the basement. They love the idea of sacrificing their masculinity and of changing their masculinity, of embracing their femininity and all of the rest. Everything you just said, they absolutely love. So. You speak about it. They call you a bigot. They call you a transphobe, a homophobe, uh, this phobe, that phobe, a sexist person. So going into 2022, Dr. Piper, how can we try to reverse the course if those of us who speak out the way you just did um, run the risk of being canceled professionally? How do we how do we, you know, sound the alarm, the clarion call, men be men again? And oh, by the way, women who think you're men, rethink it. And men who think you're women, rethink it. Seek help, not surgery. Um, how, how do we do all of this without again, you know, without being canceled and, and having our message uh, quashed? Well, I think one of the ways to do it is to ask questions rather than to engage in a rant like I just did. So if I'm with somebody that's going to disagree with me let's just assume that i had the privilege of going on the view what i would do is if i was a guest (laughs) on the view (laughs) wouldn't that be worth the price of admission by the way um i would just ask them questions very clear questions do you believe in women do you believe in women's rights are you a feminist well is a female a fact or is she a fabrication and if she's a fabrication how can you have Women's rights, if women are nothing but leprechauns and unicorns, make believe and contrive constructs rather than real things. And then I'm going to shut up and let them answer the question because they're going to saw off the branch upon which they're sitting. Their ideas don't work. And I think we need to, as conservatives, conserve the truth by using Jesus' style of apologetics because that's the way he engaged the postmodern crazies of his time. He would ask them, whose face is on the coin? Why do you call me Lord? And then Jesus would say, which one of you wants to cast the first stone? And then the smartest guy that ever walked the face of the earth, the Word made flesh and dwelling among us, God incarnate, the second person of the triune God who could win any debate clearly because he knew all the answers, he just chooses to be quiet while the worldview of his opponents implodes. We need to be patient, or excuse me, I don't know if patience is the right word. We need to tone it down a bit and just ask a good question and discipline yourself. That's what I'm looking for. Discipline yourself to be quiet while the lie of the opponent implodes in and on itself. That's one of the ways to engage culture. And the other answer to your question, Bob, is this, because you implied, well, what if we lose? What if we get canceled? What if we can't engage any longer? Okay, uh, you know what I'm going to say now? So what? We need to be willing to, gu- to die the good death. C.S. Lewis talks about this in Hideous Strength. Is survival our highest good, 
or is it something else, our sumum bonum, our highest good? Is there anything we're willing to lose for for the greater victory? Are we willing to wave the banner of something in the face of the onslaught and be willing to go down fighting if that's what providence calls upon us to do? I would argue, <coughs> excuse me, that strong men, men of character, men of courage, men of chivalry, the leaders of the past were willing to stand in the face of the storm and go down fighting if they must because there was such a thing as the good death. So what if they canceled me? I'm not going to shut up. I'm still saying the right thing, and I'm going to stand by the truth even if I go down fighting. Dr. Everett Piper, um, I think you have given me something to uh, to look uh, forward to in 2022, if uh, a resolution, if you will. After a year of discussing all of these very important matters with you and looking at themes uh, that, that uh, so much of your analysis uh, uh, comes from, uh, I think I'm going to resolve to read a lot more C.S. Lewis and a lot more of the Bible, <laughs> because those two things you seem to be able to quote at will, uh, and you always have the right quote from the right book, from the right story, for the right moment. And uh, and I have to tell you, I've really appreciated that over the course of this year. I think the more we understand about those things together, and when I say together, I don't mean just you and me, I mean everybody listening, um, I think the more optimistic we can be about our chances of turning things around and re-embracing what made us as people and what made this nation in particular uh the greatest uh, the greatest you know that that god has ever has ever created so i think that's something that we can aspire to in 2022 and i'll give you the last thought well uh start with abolition of man and then read his uh dystopian novel which even george well orwell uh, commend it, and that is the hideous strength. I'd start with those two. Terrific advice, Dr. Everett Piper. Thank you so much for being with us uh, uh, every week this year, and I look forward to talking to you in 2022. Blessings. God bless you. Happy New Year, Dr. Piper. All right, 1030, uh, Dr. Piper was our last guest of 2021. The next half hour is wide open for you. What do you want to talk about? You want to look back at 2021? You want to give us your retrospective? You want to look forward to 2022? I want to hear from you. Fill up the phone lines right now at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. And we'll be right back. Against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1037. 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left in 2021, at least as far as a live broadcast. Don't forget tomorrow we'll have a best of show for you. I know that Marcy and John have some good stuff planned for that. Not exactly sure what, but I leave it up to them. And uh, we'll do the same thing on Monday as well. So we've got company holidays tomorrow and Monday. So best of shows coming up. So let's make this last 23 minutes count. And I really want to make it more about you than it is about me. I've got a ton of more information that I want to share with you. But I want to hear from you. And I want to answer your questions. I want to respond to your comments. So 2021 is in the books. 
How will you remember it? What was the overarching theme of 2021 for you, the way I just asked Dr. Everett Piper? And what do you expect in 2022? I asked Dr. Piper that, too. I feel like it's just a good way to go out here and kind of ask you those couple of questions. you got to think quickly and then dial 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. I asked Dr. Piper about 2021, and his themes were COVID and cowardice and the year of the trans because it is the trans agenda, uh, which, of course, is helping to make men into something less than men. There's no question about it. And it do, it's not just the trans people who are changing their sex or trying to change their sex because of their psychological delusion from man to, man to woman, but generally speaking as well, taking the man out of manhood which is what Dr. Piper said. That was a big uh, theme for 2021 for him. Okay, let's go to uh, Charlie, who's in Westlake on AM 1420, The Answer. Charlie, good morning. Go right ahead. <clears throat> good morning, Bob. Thank you for taking the call. My pleasure. Yeah, this is this is the year of stolen elections. And last time I was on the call, I said, if they can't steal another election, this country can't survive. And you scolded me. You said, oh, there's other answers to stolen elections what other answers other than to protest <laughs> what other well uh two things number one uh the 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 stolen election probably would have been 2020 right because it was november of 2020 not not the calendar well, year 2021 well the insurrection um, happened in 2021 yeah. Well, well, see, now that's that, that's the that's the reason that's the reason I disagreed with you the last time you called. Um, it wasn't an well, insurrection. What, what did they go for though? They went to protest the election. That's what maybe Correct. it got out of hand. But if they actually would do it again, we can't, our country can't survive it. It can't. So, what is your answer if it's not to to stop this deal? Well, well, once again, what what you said the last time, Charlie, that that I completely, fundamentally disagreed with was that if they steal another election, we're going to have to um, have a real insurrection. You, you you said we should have a real insurrection. Not what the, other the, answer answer is there to a democracy when you don't have a democracy anymore? What is the answer? Are you are, are you are, are you are you going to pick up arms and march on the Capitol? Uh I don't know what I would do if my country is no longer my country. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not cheering this on. I'm saying I hope it never happens. But they went there, you know, to Washington D.C. to stop the steal. It got out of hand. It was a protest that got turned into a riot. A lot of people shouldn't have done what they did, and I'm not cheering and it by, on. And by I'm the way, it should not be lost it. upon any of us. It should not be lost upon any of us. That a number of people there just got caught up in the moment, and uh, and again when when doors were opened, and police officers moved barricades off to the side and allowed people to walk through to go inside and take pictures, which they did. Those people were victims of the moment. Those people were not, um, you know, rioters or or violent protesters or anything of the sort. It should not be lost on any of us that there were. People instigating, promoting, and I called them at the time last, you know, this past January. I called them agents provocateur, and they are on camera. Uh, Tucker Carlson did a tremendous feature, uh, a three-part feature on Fox Nation on uh, on January sixth, in which so many of these things were uncovered, previously unseen footage, unseen footage, and the same thing is going on right now. There is uh, uh, there is a movie that has been made by Nick Searcy. Uh, who's a uh, uh, an actor and producer 
that is available right now. It's, excuse me. It's streaming, and it's only like 10 bucks. and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now, but I've seen uh, the trailer for it. And there's a ton of evidence that what happened that day was instigated by people who were not Trump supporters, but who were trying to sacrifice Trump supporters by making them go in, encouraging them to go in, and thus turning this into something that it was never intended to be, which is anything more than just, as you say, making their voices heard to try to stop the steal. So there were so many things that went wrong with that day and that continue to be wrong today. Now, 11 months later, as people are held without charges, without trials, uh, without due process, and and more in Washington, D.C. jail cells. Um, my point to you, Charlie, is that, you know, what they did that day, the, the innocent people to go and make their voices heard, can be done again. But what can't be done again is they cannot be instigated, or they cannot be cajoled, or they cannot allow their own, you know, emotions to get to the best of them and do something to turn this into a physical confrontation or a violent assault on a building. We cannot ever do that again. And your your argument the other day seemed to be, well, if they steal another election, that's what we have to do. And I'm telling you, unless you're willing to say, I'm going to pick up a gun and march on D.C. if they steal another another election, then the answer cannot be that. Does that make it's sense? It's not stealing another election. It's stealing our country. It's, we, we won't have another election. There won't be another election if this one doesn't go off smooth. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what'll happen. I'm not going to. I'm 65. I'm not picking up uh, any arms. But I think people that love this country will not let our democracy just go away without a fight. And uh, you know, maybe it's going to be worse than I don't know. But you can't steal two elections in a row. You get away with one. You can't get away with two. Well, That's you know, the real, the real difficult thing here, the real difficult thing here, Charlie, and thank you for the call. I appreciate it, as always, um, is that this won't be a national election in 2022. And what I mean by that is there won't be the whole nation voting 50 states, um, you know, by 50 states for a president or a or a one president or the other, one candidate or the other. This will be a series of state elections and district elections for the control of the House and the Senate. So when we say we cannot allow a second consecutive election to be stolen, what does that mean? What if a lot of the states, which really, really strengthen their election integrity laws, have you know elections that go off without a hitch and the right people win? And by right, I mean what the people actually say, not what um, fraudulent activities lead to a result. Um, but some don't. You see what I'm saying? There may be, in this case, a mixed bag. I think in the presidential election, because of the way certain states... Uh, conducted themselves, and because of some of the obvious uh, improprieties and irregularities and outright fraud that we saw in some uh, states led to the outcome that it did. But in this case, there won't be one overall outcome with a winner of the presidential election. It will be a whole bunch of House seats, House races, Senate races. What what will we determine to have been a free and fair election? What if 75% of them are good, but 25% of them are considered to be fraudulent? What if 90%, 10%? What if it's 50-50? What if half of the states do a really good job and the other half have a whole bunch of those? Hold on a second. 
at 3 o'clock in the morning, we just found 46,000 more votes for this House candidate. And uh, we just found another, you know, 70,000 over here for that Senate candidate. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? There's a whole bunch of things that can happen this election. I don't think we can just say, quote, the election was stolen when there are so many different elections going to be held in 50 states in November. So we have to ask ourselves what that really looks like and what that really means. Okay, TJ, you're next. TJ, go right ahead. Yeah, hi, Bob. You know, Bob, the other night on Tucker Carlson, they had this doctor, and he's talking about all these shots and boosters. Yeah. And he said, what's going to happen? He says, the body's being artificially fooled into uh, an immune response with all these boosters. And he said, eventually, your own immune system will just kind of shut down. And, you know, it's almost like a drug addict or an alcohol- uh, alcoholic. The body needs that drug to function. And what that's going to result in in the future, people are going to catch a common cold, and it's going to become uh, a deadly you know, because their own immune system has forgotten how to work because it's so. Uh, I've, I've heard. On I've this heard drug. doctors. I didn't hear the one you're talking about, but I have heard doctors talk about that very threat, that very fear. Yes. Yeah, and one thing Doctor uh, Pfeiffer said kind of made me think when he said how people are creating these uh, uh, these gods. Yeah. You know, if you remember Simon and Garfunkel's "Sounds of Silence," that one uh, verse there, the people bowed and prayed to the neon gods they made. And Dr. Fauci is one of them neon gods the people made. And they're making neon gods, uh, mostly the left. They just create their neon gods every other day, it seems like. Uh, and as far as Charlie goes, I'm going to tell you, I can, I, I can understand Charlie's concern, uh, and I understand your, you know, uh, what uh, you responded to it. But, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're in serious trouble here, Bob. I mean, and it's like I said with this... this uh, booster and booster and booster how many boosters are we going to get are we going to see in the future people sitting in an alley like a drug addict taking a a booster shot every time they get a cold i mean is this where it's going to end up i don't know it sounds ridiculous well that seems to be what there's yeah that's that's the direction they're heading that's the direction they're heading and 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 listen i understand what charlie was saying too but as i said i'm not going to encourage um nor suggest that it would be necessary, and thanks for the call, TJ, for us to ever uh, you know, turn this into a place where we have an armed insurrection against the Capitol. That's what the left wants us to believe, or wants the, the people of this country to believe already happened, uh, and that we're gearing up for another one. That's part of the fear-mongering. There's fear-mongering with the COVID and the propaganda campaign with covid and there's fear mongering and a propaganda campaign that white men led, white male led militias, uh, uh, you know, with right wing extremists are, are the real threat to this country, a bigger threat to this country than radical Islamic extremists or, or any of the other, you know, the Antifas and the other ones who actually do riot and burn and, uh, and, and destroy things, uh, anytime there's something in the news that they don't like. They want everyone to believe that we are the threat, that, that white male right-wingers or conservatives are the threat to this democracy. And the kind of stuff Charlie was talking about feeds that belief, feeds that propaganda machine. And I don't want to be a part of that, because that's not who we are. Margaret, in Northfield, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Margaret. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Well, first of all, thank you for a wonderful year of information, all your guests and your staff, uh, we, we couldn't do it alone without you. Um, I would like to think that um, year 2021 was the year of the red pill. A lot of people woke up and decided, you know what, 
we're going to do our own research. We're going to get away from mainstream media. And they started digging deep to figure out, you know what, we're not just going to blindly trust these people. And I, I, hope, I hope people continue to wake up in 2022. That's you what know, I think. That's a great answer to the question of what you know 2021 was all about. What was the central theme? Maybe it was. If you look at the polling numbers, you know, for Joe Biden and the Biden administration and the way things are going in this country, it would seem to be accurate that people are going to turn to the Republican Party to try to save us from what they are doing to us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are indeed, <clears throat> excuse me, looking past the legacy media that has uh, been responsible for the misinformation, the fear-mongering, and so forth, and they're looking for the truth. And uh, uh, red-pilling, as as some people like to refer to it, uh, may indeed be the answer. Yeah, and you know what? The name of the movie is Capital Punishment. Thank you. um, Thank you. The Nick Cersei movie. Yes. I have not got to watch it yet. I actually heard it um, from uh, the... I don't know if it's a podcast. Uh, uh, the, there's a guy called Elstein. He does a show called And We Know. Great information. And I guess he also did an interview with Nick Searcy, which I haven't watched yet. But I continue to dig. I, you know, I can't watch mainstream media anymore. People have gotten away from that. And there's so much information out there that, you know, where, again, you know, people are waking up. Our, our three-letter agencies are corrupt. People start to look at our, our churches, you know, the main, the main churches. Everything is, it seems like it's, there's lies in everything. So, you know, again, you know, when people wake up and say, you know what, you know what, I'm not going to wear a mask. I know they don't work. You know, one little step, and when we continue to stand up for ourselves, hopefully somebody else will say, you know what, that person's doing that, and I want to do that, and we keep on going, and we keep on going. I, I, I just hope I have I have hope for twenty twenty two. That's what leadership tough. looks like. Leadership leadership happens when people have the courage to do something for themselves, and that's that other people view that and say, if they can do it, I can too. It's just a matter of who's going to be the first one to step up and be that leader, and that's exactly what it takes. I thank you so much for that great call. I appreciate that very much, uh, Margaret. Uh, it's 1052. I'll take a quick time out here and finish with a few more phone calls, the final calls of 2021 on AM 1420, The Answer. Capitol at that moment was exactly what everybody was there wanted to happen. Ted Cruz was standing yeah. up and challenging the results. Josh Halley was challenge, ha- challenging the results. No one that was there on that day who believed the election was stolen wanted to stop that process. So the people who did what they did by breaking in actually went against the wishes of everybody that was there. That's an interview with Nick Searcy, the uh, producer and uh, tremendous actor, um, about the film Capital Punishment. Capital meaning C-A-P-I-T-O-L, as in the capital and the punishment of all of those who were part of that uh, event that day, the breaching of the Capitol. The truth is out there. It is not what you have what you have heard from the mainstream media. But that film is available now. It's streaming 
I've seen the trailer. I've seen some interviews with Nick Searcy. I have not yet seen the entire film. When I do, we're going to do a huge, huge show on that, especially as we come closer now to the anniversary of January 6th. Sally is in Berea. Sally, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Happy New Year, Bob. Thank you. And my, um, my biggest problem for 21, I agree with Dr. Piper, was giving in to cowardice and fear. And for 22, my biggest concern is that we don't allow any federalizing uh, reforms of the election laws. We, we need to keep them at the state and local level because we are a republic, as we say in the Pledge of Allegiance. We're not a straight democracy. We need to know the difference between that and a republic. And we need to use the midterms to get common sense and get back on the road to saving America by taking control after the midterms. Very well said. I appreciate that, Sally. Thank you so much. Let me go to Jerry in Brexville next. Jerry, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead. Bob, I still haven't heard a Dr. Falsey explain how we can control this virus with the open borders. And I have two, two things to say. Mm-hmm. Your substitute on Monday gave a very, very good monologue on the border. And about two Sundays ago, Levin had Radcliffe and Dr. Pilvery on, I think that's his name, mm-hmm. and they gave a very good program on the Chinese and the trouble we're in in that area. And I would like to say one more thing. Yes, sir. Can we make a trade? I'd like to trade Cheney and Romney for mansion. If we had any, any <laughs> well, good you know, trade, you, you know, the, like I, the irony of that, the the irony of that, my friend, and thank you so much for the call, Jerry. Is that um, Mitt Romney might not be, or uh, Joe Manchin might not be that much of a trade up from Mitt Romney. Both have a lot of left leaning tendencies, but they have been right on some of the most important issues. I don't know if that's necessary. Liz Cheney, yeah, let her go. <laughs> Cheney for Manchin, that's a steal. Uh, we'll take that one. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Steve in Cleveland. Hi, Steve. You're going to be our last caller. Go ahead, sir. Yes, you were talking about the attack on masculinity. Yes, sir. And that some people undergo this exchange operation. Yes, sir. Well, I was considering that if somebody wants to undergo that operation and they have like more than six inches, I will. All right, I don't want to get graphic here. I don't want to get graphic here, Steve. All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let it let it end that way. Um, Although I'm gonna have to call wise because we got about 20 seconds left. Listen. I want to say thank you to everybody who listened today, who listened yesterday, who listened every day to this program. 2021 was a very important year with the information and education we were able to share. 2022 will be even more so. I look forward to talking to you again after the calendar flips over. Live next on Tuesday. Best of show tomorrow. So make sure you're here for that. And everyone, let's together. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.